Hey guys, Mike here. So, firstly, to all of you who listened to my first podcast with Cameron Potter, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and a thousand more times thank you. Um, You know, these things are kind of long, and you're all busy people, or at least you pretend to be. And I'm overwhelmed by how many of you actually listened and reached out. So genuinely, thank you. Um, You know, if you're getting anything at all from these podcasts and want more of these, tell your mom, tell your local Starbucks barista, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Uh, I'm not trying to make a single penny from this, but just knowing that you guys are listening definitely motivates me to keep this going as long as I can. Uh, Okay, so my next guest is many things. His name is Yuri Sardarov. He's a fellow thinker, a writer, an actor. Most notably, he's recognized as Otis on NBC's Chicago Fire. Um, But many of you have also seen him in a variety of other films. Uh, Most importantly, though, Yuri and I have known each other for years and years. Like, my mom used to make us cookies and stuff. It was that kind of thing. You know, the roots go deep. It's really it's it's the kind of love you really just can't you can't talk about. Uh, he's absolutely incredible. I do I do anything for this guy. So yeah, for real though, I love this conversation. Love this guy. Uh, be warned, we do cover quite a lot of ground here. We talk about free will, sex, kids these days, uh, the evolution of love and addiction, and a whole bunch of other serious topics uh, in a not so serious way, which is kind of the whole point of this thing. So uh, I apologize if you have to, you know, stretch your attention a little bit and deal with our little tangents and sometimes half-baked thoughts, but this is very much a fun one for me. Okay. Anyway, for today's conversation starter, Yuri simply chose a quote that he got in a fortune cookie. So I could tell you what it is, or I could just let him tell you. So, woo, no homework for you today. All right, guys, here we go. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Yuri Sardarov. Get that core um, workout in. Yeah. So I, uh, so you know what I picked? I, I got this oh, fortune yeah. cookie. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. And uh, it, it actually inspired we're already, me to... We're already rolling. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was in Ann Arbor, and uh, I got Chinese food late at night, and they gave me like seven or eight fortune cookies. And I love the taste of fortune cookies. They so gave you seven or eight fortune cookies? Yeah, I mean, it was like I, I had to pour them out of the bag. And I was really excited because oh, I like, I really enjoy fortune cookies. <laughs> right. just the taste of fortune cookies. And I was like, okay, well, the first one I pick is going to be my fortune. And I pick it, I pick it out, and I open it up, and the fortune read an upward movement initiated in time can counteract fate. Holy shit, say that one more time. Yeah, an, an upward, upward movement initiated in time can counteract fate. Okay. And so, so it really, take hold of your own fucking life. Is, yeah, is that basically, what basically. Yeah. But like in a, in a very beautiful, almost Buddhist yeah. way like an upward movement so like a movement made with like, a like conscious consciousness like gusto something. like yeah um initiated in time so there's this like there's a time period that you might not be conscious of and that's Nietzsche 
Or that was just no, a fortune no, cookie? Um, no, no. It's, uh, it was just a fortune cookie. Oh, no, they I decided quote, not to do the, the Nietzsche stuff. No. What an asshole. They don't quote, they, they never quote the people on Who? the fortune cookie. No, no. Right? And I don't know where that came from because I looked it up on Google and all I found, because I was like, this is a weird fortune cookie. Like, these get manufactured in some yeah. Chinese factory. I mean, maybe <laughs> the they out- chef is just blowing maybe, people's mind. <laughs> maybe they maybe they outsource it to like India or something. But it's, it's just where do fortune cookies get their philosophy from? Yeah, where is it from? And and usually it's like you know you will come upon a great uh, <laughs> bit of money in the future or you know blah blah. It's all bullshit. But this just like really struck me, and it was kind of what I needed to hear in that moment. Um, okay, I have a question. I want to stop you there for a second because yeah. I have a really interesting question about yeah. that. Do you ever feel, you know how like, some people are like, I never want to do a past life regression because I'm scared that it's going to affect my life. Past life what? Past life regression. You know how people oh, will yeah, want to, yeah. will, will avoid, or getting, getting their fortunes told. People uh-huh. are terrified to get their fortunes told yeah. um, or go to a psychic medium or whatever uh-huh. because the information that they're going to then believe yeah. is going to affect their life. Sure. Sure. So sometimes do you think that things in fortune cookies, you know, sometimes people that are really sort of superstitious about it and like really they're like all about fate and everything. Yeah. That it'll almost change their course. Sure. But it was like a chicken or the egg thing. Like what, you know what I mean? Like you said it was just the thing you needed to hear. Yeah. And and I think that was the beauty of it is I I think some people take it overboard. But for me, it's like when, when the ground is... Is fertile enough right. for information to sort of um, break through is when I, I really accept maxims like that. When I really look yeah. at something and I go, "This is this is fate." Like I was meant to see right. this at this time. Right. And and while I I don't believe uh, necessarily in fate, um, I do believe it's going to sound silly, but I do yeah, believe yeah. things happen for a reason. Right. I like to accept that. I don't like to look at things as problems. I like to look at them as um, foundations for learning, right? So you come across a thing and you're like, well, it's here in my path because I need to learn how to overcome it. Right. You know? And, uh, and, you know, sometimes when my life's super stressful or I'm in a really stressful situation, I I, I can't look at it that way and I'm just pissed at the world that it's throwing such a curveball at me. But it's sort of oxymoronic because fate is fate regardless of what you do. Like, it's going to happen. So... An upward movement initiated in time can counteract fate. Counteracting fate is impossible because the idea of fate is that it's already set in stone. Yeah. But it was exactly what I needed to hear. And that's actually two days after that, I bought my ticket to Europe. Um, really? To, to go travel so by myself for, for a month. Because did, did that have something to do with it? Uh, I, I hate to sound silly, but it almost had everything to do it's with it. It's not silly. Because it was just the it was the perfect thing to hear at two in the morning after eating shitty Chinese food. <laughs> you know, it was like I was in a really yeah. bad mood and I had had a few drinks yeah. and and I just saw it and it, and it was just sort of like oh you know like the are angels you, started singing. Are you on team free will or are you on team free will doesn't exist? Um, like none of us have free will. I think I'm definitely on team free will because because. Team no free will sort of sounds like the Matrix. It's like I, I, okay, but so so th- uh, I have been on the team of free will forever. Yeah, but and obviously the fortune cookie is free will, right? Right. Saying, but someone explained this to me like a couple months ago in a way that actually was just it got me like 
thinking. Uh-huh. I don't know what team I'm on right now, to yeah. be honest, because yeah. there's this sort of argument that um, I don't know what philosopher started this. I don't know where it came from, but um, it's the idea that everything in your life, like every event that's mm-hmm. ever happened in your life, mm-hmm. is the reason you do everything in your life. So, like, Every, and in a sense that if somebody were smart enough or some computer were smart enough in some mm-hmm. hypothetical world which there not, not, nothing exists this smart yeah. but it could predict every single thing you'll ever say or every decision you'll ever make because of your circumstances so sure. the way you've lived your life or the things that have happened in your life are the reason you decided to jump the fence and change course like that was always going to happen and because of the way shit happened for you I, I you think know? I think uh I mean, I think that's a really eloquent way of putting it. I, I do think we are amalgamations of our experiences. Yeah. And the yeah. people that we meet and at the time that we meet them have a certain effect. But, there, I mean, I guess there is something to be said about your temperament, you know? Like yeah. how you were born and how you're raised, how you perceive information. But doesn't even that... Isn't that also like your education yeah. has everything to do with how you perceive stuff? I, I mean, I, I, I guess that's true, but I mean, I guess in, in a way, yeah, free will might not I don't exist. know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not promoting. I'm just saying this was, no, the no, most, no, I, this was the most compelling argument I've ever heard yeah. against free will. And obviously the word free will could be semantical. It could be just like, yeah, yeah. you know, you could call it whatever, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, the reason I bring this up is because look at like a terrorist, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I to think that if I didn't have the circumstances that a terrorist child growing up under ISIS regime in Iraq, mm-hmm. who am I to think that I wouldn't have done the exact same fucking thing right. if I was a child growing up that way and I was told my entire life yeah. that you're going to have 72 virgins when you die and if you, if you suicide bomb this bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like... Of course their decisions are going to be so cemented in their head based on the way they, their education and the way they learned and even the, the, their peer group and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, their attitude toward it is the product of... Their circumstances. The attitudes that they've learned. You and I have both been graced, I would say, with like open-mindedness our whole life. Like our sure. peers are open-minded. The things we have access to are open-minded. Our family. Our families are open-minded. Yeah. Facebook, you know, like just yeah. having Facebook. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm lucky as fuck that I have this permission to think. It's weird, man. I don't know where I stand on it. I don't know where I stand uh, on I, it. I think I, a really, uh, a wise man once told me that there's no evil in the world. There's only chemical imbalance yeah. and perception. Yeah. And... Exactly. Um, and it's, it, yeah, and it, it is, uh, you are a, um, a product of your circumstances, for sure. And So does that mean that we... We don't have free will? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. I mean, a really super, um, uh, you know, uh, in-depth, <laughs> crazy specific calculation uh, that's specific Sorry, to, to that's okay to, to every every different human being yeah. could probably uh, come up with the next thing that you do after this podcast. It probably could. I mean, yeah. if it ha- if, if you input if it knew every, every single, single thing, thing that you'd ever done yeah. and ever said and ever ate and ever learned and ever fucked and you know yeah and, exactly it, like it, it it could probably formulate that, but that's. So such a specific it uh, is and ultimately it probably doesn't matter 
I mean, so, sure. right? I mean, it doesn't, sure. like, it is going to be what it's going to be. I like to think that I have free will probably because of my circumstances, because I, I think I have yeah. an open mind, and I like to think that my future is sort of a road that I dictate. Okay, um, let me ask you this. Like, if you were to, if somebody were to tell you, I don't know, I guess this is kind of a moot point, but, like, yeah. if somebody were to tell you, uh, like, like c- could you right now... Yeah. Stop watching porn, mm-hmm. stop drinking alcohol, whatever habits or vices, I hate to use that word, sure, but whatever sure. vices you have, yeah. could you just stop them today, right now, because you want to? Or do you think that you've been wired to have to have those habits, and so mm-hmm. because you have those habits, you need to go through a, a process to cut those out because you're, you don't think you can override your, body, your bodily needs? Um, I, I think that it's almost, uh, it would have, for me to override a serious vice of mine, I think it would almost have to be like Pavlovian where I'm given, like I take a step and then I'm given a treat and then I take another step and so you it's know behavioral. That about yourself. So you yeah. know that about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and that's, I think that's the beauty of us is that you, we can, we can separate mind from body and I could look at myself from an omnipresent perspective and go, yeah. here are my problems. Here's what I can do to fix them. Do I have the willpower to right. do that? That's the only, I think, deciding factor. I think every human being at a gut level, not a heart or a brain level, but at a gut level, knows what they want. They know um, at least the first step they need to take to achieve it. Do they have the willpower yeah. to do it? Because sometimes it's really scary. Sometimes it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, I was just having a conversation with a, a girlfriend of mine who has a boyfriend, and and they had got into a huge a argument. girlfriend. He also has a boyfriend. Yes, it's me. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and and uh, and I'm like, I, I, you know, sometimes it's too harsh, but I'm like, listen, you know what you want. Yeah. You know what you want. Yeah. Just can you do it? That's the yeah. question. You know, flip right. a coin, not to see if it's heads or tails, but when that coin's flipping in the air, for your brain to go, oh, I wish it was heads or tails. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what you want. But that goes back to the thing that we are kind of all slaves. We're all slaves to our circumstances. And, and even the whole... Uh, here's the thing that bothers me about... I th- or, uh, let me put it this way. This is the thing that I think scares people about the idea of free will. Mm-hmm. Or, or, sorry, the idea of not having free not will. Is when the minute you say you don't have free will mm-hmm. and that everything is predetermined, everybody thinks of it this way. They go, God knows what's going to happen. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those God people, knows the day you're going to die. That. And sure. that's not, I, that I think is completely missing the point. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of not having free will uh, or uh, determinism, I think that's the word, simply means everything you're about to do or think is in theory predictable. That's it. It doesn't mean a deity of some sort has a plan for you. Sure. It just means that the sentence, like the sentence I'm saying right now, I was always going to say it this way. Yeah. And if you could rewind time to 20 seconds ago, I would have said the sentence exactly the same way again because of the way I grew up, the way I learned to speak, my accent, my word choices, my thoughts, which have been accumulating over my entire life. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I subscribe fully to determinism for various reasons. All I'm saying is that it's a compelling theory that's worth thinking about. Yeah, I I just I, the the idea of fate yeah. is sort of 
a catch twenty two. Yes, because because yes. let, let's say you know fate is like uh, it's like Vegas. It's like at the end Vegas always wins. Yeah, and no matter what happens in your life, you could have the craziest. You can escape prison and, and go fucking find Shangri La and yeah. become the king of the universe. Right, but some guy will always go. Well, that was always meant to happen. See, yeah. so it's 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 totally a catch twenty two, and I think this idea of free will is as well because yeah. Uh, for me, it's like I can walk out the door and I can go, I don't like the way um, my mind functions when I get this um, stimuli. I would like to have a different response. So I'm going to go learn something else. I'm going to go learn how to think differently. Like you went to Thailand and you spent time zenning right. out and meditating. And right. I'm sure it rewired your brain a little bit. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. So, but I think I was looking for that because the 10 other people on the sure. trip with me didn't. Yeah. And so, so yeah. You can yeah. say that because of your life circumstances, you went to search that out. Yeah. Or you can say that you were kind of sick of your life circumstances yeah. and a different portion of you, maybe a soulful portion of you that's yeah. um, a little more ephemeral that we can't quite put a finger on went, okay, now I'm going to branch off in this direction. Yeah. I think you could look at it either way yeah but but i i mean i like the idea of having no free will <laughs> i don't like the idea no but no it, but, but it's it, not i, I don't it's think a, it's, it's such a as, scary thought it exactly. isn't it's as beautiful a concept and as you said it, it is semantics like yes ha- saying i have no free will is sort of a scary you know thing to say yeah it, you know it's you know what's liberating to me about saying there's no free will <clears throat> is that it it helps me not take life as seriously it helps me sort of like not blame everything on me Mm-hmm. It helps me go like, okay, I see why I blew up at the cashier today. Yeah. You know, I mean, you still have a moral responsibility. Like there's still uh, repercussions for your actions. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a nice guy, but maybe I blew up at the cashier that day because I was late for a meeting and my dog threw up that morning and my grandmother was sick. And because I was in a text war with someone in that moment that I was standing in line at the checkout, yeah. I didn't have the mindfulness to think about what the cashier might have been going through that day. And maybe that's why I blew up at the poor guy. And in that sense, maybe we're all a little bit slaves to our circumstances. Sure. And yeah. if I can trace it back and go, this is why I'm so upset about this, mm-hmm. it, it kind of like... I don't. I just don't blame it on myself so much. It's almost like there's a. I, I like to. I talked about this with somebody the other day. Is that I like to think of our bodies as like cars, mm-hmm. right? And there's somebody driving the car, but all the things that happen to us, including our brains and our thoughts, that's all part of the engine in the car. Sure. The the guy driving it is actually totally neutral and biased to everything. He's just yeah. experiencing everything. And somebody that's consciousness. Somebody right? purchased the car and then somebody built the car. Like there's so many hands that go into your creation. Exactly. And so if somebody were to yell, let's for for a minute say somebody yelled at your car, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You wouldn't be offended if somebody yelled at your car. Yeah. But when when we think about it as your body and your person when someone yells or calls you fat or calls you something, you get affected by it. Sure. But it's like if you can separate the driver from the car, it almost is like you're just an observer and you're like, sometimes I'll look when I'm like meditating, I'll like look at my hands, I'll be like, weird, these are like, th- my legs are my wheels. This is just, this is crazy. It's like a surreal sort of like right. dislodging of, of um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound like hippy-dippy here, but yeah. just, it's sort of this, um, the idea of not having free will to me is like kind of the most liberating thing ever. Yeah, in some ways, it is very liberating. You know? I mean, I think that's the. But you're right. Go, going semantics. back to the it's film, semantics, yeah. The Matrix, it's yes. like yeah. you know, it's it's humans against machines, but it's yeah. not like 
it, it's sort of an open, you can have your own philosophy about it because yeah. they are sort of in this beautiful ignorance is bliss, bliss yeah. state. Yeah. Um, and then when they get liberated at the end of the movie or whenever, yeah. ha- whatever happens, it's, they realize like, Oh my God, this is, this is just a struggle. It's just Such a painful a struggle for the rest of my life. What's the point of being alive? Yeah. You need that ebb and flow. You know, yeah. you need to feel yeah. like you are the dumbest person alive so that one day or at some point <laughs> right. you can feel like you're the smartest and it, you just can't stay at one place. And that's yeah. the chemical thing. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> you need, you need the, the yin to, to have the to yang. Have the yang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful conundrum, but it's, uh, <laughs> Well, now that now that we've cracked the code to the meaning of life in the yeah, first ten yeah. lessons thing, right? Um, I was curious. Can I just can I just say yeah. that uh, at the end of the day, you know, yeah. my maker, uh, Jesus H Christ, <laughs> is always going to be the one that's driving my car. He's <laughs> always driving my car. Can you make that into a bumper stick? Sure, sure. Just, <laughs> okay, Jesus is driving this driving. car. I, I'm wheel. in the passenger seat. Jesus has the wheel. Yeah. yeah. And then like <laughs> and then to really freak yeah. someone out, just be in the passenger seat and have no one there. Be like, trust me, Jesus is. The, and then you cause a fucking twenty car pileup on done, the ten. Have you ever thought of doing this? Is I think my mom had this idea. Of if you want to drive in the carpool lane, yeah, get like a dummy, sure, like a blow up doll, yeah, and just put a hoodie on them, yeah, and just stick them in your front seat. I'm and sure have people it do that. In your I'm trunk. sure people do that, but it's like <laughs> I never thought to do that because you just how many how many people on earth do you think have been pulled over for driving the carpool lane without somebody in the oh in good the amount seat? I'm sure really? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, like they sort of bank on, like, all these fucking rules. The, the, like, having all of these signs that's on the street, their, their that's money. how they make their money. The, the, the street cleaning, like, uh, 8 to 10 a.m. How maybe many times do you see a fucking... Maybe it's because we live in L.A., and I feel like all cops they do have it bigger in Chicago. fish to fry. They do it in Chicago. In Chicago now, you know, they, they have bigger fish to fry. Like, I never see a cop in Chicago. Yeah. I, I speed, I do all kinds of they're always shit. on the same two streets. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, they're, they're you yeah. know, they got business to take care of. There's yeah. some violent shit going down. But... <laughs> They have installed these cameras, and now it's like every every month and I'll get like a thing in the, and it's like a hundred dollars because you were going over the speed limit, and it's like that's unconstitutional. No. You have to catch me in the act. Don't fucking make your robots do it. That's bullshit. That's like that's like the parking meter thing. Yeah, where they have these like if your parking thing expires, that's the whole thing about fucking meter maids. Yeah, go fucking find me. Yeah, the whole trick is that I can tr- I should be able to trick you. Yeah, and park. Yeah, unwarranted for five minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's me against the law. I'm always yeah. trying to subvert it, and then when you catch me, I go, oh, that's okay. hilarious. But it's like ah, it's just such bullshit. There's some car. There's some car. Oh god, I can't remember what. In some Nordic country, there's a car yeah. where if you all cars by law have to be made with an alarm, and if you pass the speed limit, you're, you have a siren on your car that goes off. Oh, wow. So that everybody knows you're going over the speed limit. So it's they can like, like publicly shame you? Yes, it's like 75. If you go that's over 75 See, miles about, an hour, it's like... Talk about free will. Like, yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. like uh, there's this Chevy uh, that I was driving... Like a couple of years ago, and it was uh, it was like an it was like an S- Chevy. I was driving. It was an SUV. I remember it was Chevy because yeah. this was the moment I went. I'm never driving a Chevy again. Yeah. Was the the music system stopped playing if I wasn't buckled into the car, and it was like yeah. and it was like okay, I get it, yeah, safety yeah, and, yeah. and all that stuff. But like I get it. Like <laughs> it should be an option. I should be able to turn off. Yeah. It wasn't. It was locked, and it was like. 
I'm not a fucking child. Like, like if I'm That's recklessly endangering myself, like then let me recklessly yes. endanger and then put me on like a Freudian list These somewhere. These automakers are treating us like children. Yeah, it's yeah. like, fuck you. You yeah. can't do that to me. <laughs> Like, who are you to install these laws, you fucking capitalistic pigs? Like, yeah. you're only doing this for money. Don't don't try to morally, like, be this, like, moral, like, captain over me. It's like, go fuck yourself. Do you think the world would be a better place if all those things weren't automated and weren't robotic? Yeah, you know, I think the world was a better place when people weren't trying to, like, yeah. like like needlessly save other people like the stupid people are going to weed themselves out that's just a fact of life like people are worried about overpopulation stop trying to save so many like obviously the hungry the poor the sick these are things that we should be actively focusing our time on but fucking stupid ass rich Americans don't need like (laughs) uh, like bumpers on their fucking bowling lane you know what I mean like you (laughs) gotta fucking if you roll a strike good for you if it fucking fizzes out two times in a row then yeah. you're fucked then you're fucked you know you right. lose the game right and it's like you got a plan how are you gonna do this you have to you have to you know integrate skill yeah. and all of this shit it's like it's, they're making it too easy to survive for sure for sure like i'm they, with you there 1000 percent. they've got to make it everything harder. is automated and we are losing our ability to think for ourselves because yeah. everything it's like what is it, the movie wally i fell asleep yeah. halfway through it but i'm sure it's an amazing movie oh it's a beautiful I watch film. it in the wrong environment I was yeah on a plane sure and sure I you got you should give it another chance i need to give it another shot it's an amazing yeah. movie right it's beyond its time yeah but yeah I, I was having this talk and we we had this talk a yeah. few days ago about um uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Boobs. Well, well, boobies. Boobies. I I was having like f- three years ago. I was I was talking to someone about, and and I really turned them off. <laughs> <laughs> you turned someone off about something you were talking about. Yeah, about about how. Well, no, you and I were talking about how uh, I said I don't find anything surprising. Yes, anymore. I actually wanted to talk to you about that. And and, I and maybe maybe I that. overstated it a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. There's yeah. diff- there's corners of the world that exactly. I have never been to. Yeah, there's yeah. cultures and stuff that surprise me. And I think you were talking specifically artistically, right? Y- yeah, it's like we have, and then we got to the conclusion that like you, you have to try so hard, and now it's like such instant gratification that if you don't like uh, the show Seinfeld, yeah. if I'm if I'm yeah. Remember correctly, it got two seasons to mm. sort of find its legs. Yeah. Now on network television, if you don't nail it out of the fucking park, right. and if you don't consistently get ratings, you're not allowed to sort of you're creatively flourish. Yes. That's just one example. But I was yes. talking to people, like some people three years ago, I remember this very specifically. I said, um, it's too easy to, like in our society, in, yeah. in, in first world American society, yeah. it's too easy to live. Like it's too easy to not die. Yeah. Like, and. Yeah. And, you know, we're backtracking a little bit, but they were like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, that's that's one of the greatest foundations of, like, post-20th century is, like, yeah. medication and, and antibiotics and, like, you know, enhancing human life. And, I, and, and then I'm looking at our generation. I'm like, we're, we're slated to live till we're, like, what, 110? Like, 100 years old is going to be the, the median. We're all centenarians, soon. right? Yeah. Those people on those yeah. Japanese islands. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... It's like things, I'm sure things will just like equal us out. There'll be some great bug that kills a bunch yeah, of people yeah, or yeah. something like, but AI like, is the biggest fear yeah, apparently the, right now. Yeah, yeah, AI, yeah. yeah. yeah the robots everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's, I agree with you. Okay, so I'm also, and that sounds like, I'm also such, straddling this fence too. It's, it's uh, just really quick. I, yeah, yeah, but no, no, it, no, it, it sounds yeah. like such a 
shitty thing to say because so many people around the world are yeah. dying yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, of not having fresh water. And, and it's like... No, but I that's don't mean under, to sound like a soulless pig, world. but it's like yeah. you can only live by the circumstances that you're given. Yes. And so, yeah. you know, when someone's like, oh, you grew up rich, you can't cry about that. It's like, no, that's their circumstances. They can cry. They can feel depressed about whatever it is. Yes. As long as they're actively striving to make their life better, they can cry about anything. I literally so had this conversation people. with my sister yesterday. Yeah. Right? She was telling me, I feel so bad. Feeling bad, so she she you know Northbrook, we grew up in Northbrook, yeah. had this nice suburban home, the went North to Shore. great high school, right? Yeah. Now she lives in L.A. Yeah. on her own because of this whole car accident thing that I got into. Yeah. Um, our insurance dropped her right from a car, right? So now she has uh-huh. no car. Uh-huh. She has to do community service for some like unpaid like tickets that she she didn't even realize she had to pay off. Like she oh, wow. her roommate didn't give her the thing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna so fast they, forward through the story. They, now the insurance is like coming at her. It's like all these. <laughs> so so literally, she goes skeletons. from having this life where she can kind of do whatever she wants. Yeah. To having to work two jobs in L.A. Do community service. The two jobs are just so she can live. Yeah. Right. Community service and no car in L.A. Yeah. And she was like. I and, and over the point she was like, I feel so ungrateful. I feel so ungrateful that I feel like shit. Like sure. she was immediately comparing herself to the children of Africa, and the, you know yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I have I have my arms and legs, and I have clean water to drink. Right. So why do I feel like shit? Well, I mean, just the fact that she even said about. that as a twenty-year-old, 20, exactly twenty-year-old female, exactly. like pretty girl living in LA is yeah. like she's strides above exactly. most people that I know in my in I our age is 28 or 30 you. you know I agree with you right but, but like you said it's yeah. all relative and you, you know? got you have to be allowed to work through your emotions yeah and you can have in the back of your mind the uh, thought that okay well there there are people that are far worse off than me yeah you know but then there are people that are better off than you Way and, and there's all yeah. kinds of people you have to be allowed to experience your emotion yeah uh, I can't stress that enough. Like, yeah. there's so many people that, and parents, and like, you know, in my community, I'm sure your community, like yeah. the the Jewish community, the Russian community, that are like, well, your grandparents, think about what they had to go through, and how <laughs> dare you cry about time. this? Yeah. It's like, stop trying to keep my emotions. Yeah. In. Like, listen, I know I'm a shithead. <laughs> I will get better. Right now, I want to cry because I. I call that generational shaming. Yeah, yeah, that's like a, they that's shame you perfect, perfect for fucking for being born. Yeah, where you were born in the time you were born in. And you know what? We probably will do the same fucking thing to our kids because <laughs> they're gonna have a chip implanted into their brain. Yeah, and they're gonna download information. They're, they're gonna, like, I learned fucking, I yeah. learned Spanish and in it's five like, minutes. No, you didn't yeah. fucking learn Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> it was downloaded into your brain. You didn't do any learning whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> but I, I think I know what you're saying. Like my yeah. grandfather yeah. was born. Uh, pre, I think, uh, well, uh, let me do the math, but, 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 I think pre-World War II. Yeah. And his dad left to the war, never returned. He had a yeah. mother. They were very poor. And if I understand the story correctly, his father left him a guitar. Yeah. All my grandfather did yeah. all day, every fucking day, was play guitar. That's all he yeah. did. Brilliant guitarist, and 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 you know, and then he learned jazz, and he learned technique, and he learned you know the Italian sonata style of playing, and yeah. then he traveled. All he fucking did with his life was this one thing. Yeah, and that's you know, and and here I am, and I'm an actor. Yeah, and but I play PlayStation, and I 
you know, jerk off to porn yeah, and, yeah, and I, yeah. you know, waste my time on he Facebook. He didn't have those things. He didn't have those things to, to I mean, I'm sure he jerked off, uh, you know, but it's like, <laughs> other like than that. Shoulders of, in the magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, but it's like, he didn't have those things to focus on. So yeah. it's like all of his time was spent on this. So it's like, yeah. it's almost like, Things are easier to do now and things are easier to learn. Yeah. But there's like this so many old school masterful way of doing things. Yeah. And I'm sure his grandfather, he looked at him and was like, wow. And then his grandfather was like a fucking blacksmith. And they was yes. like creating yeah. the greatest weaponry. You know, and it's like yes. but yeah. you have to dedicate your life to one thing. And there's something to be said about simplifying your life. The, the quote that yeah. great harvests come from arid sources. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's this beautiful thing. Amen, dude. And, yeah. and I've, the way I'm doing it is like, I, you know, when I see a clothing store, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to go and buy some more clothes. I'm like, I have enough. I have enough. So how do we go back? Is it a distraction we can't, thing? We can't go back. That's but the thing. is it it's a like, distraction thing? Is it, is it distraction management? Is it we need to learn how to stop the, the constant ads yeah. of life I mean like the neon fucking that'll never it'll never stop it'll never yeah. stop because it's yeah. it's it's there. there's I, I saw this Instagram thing today who somebody wrote, it was like the thing about the old days is they was the old days and it's like <laughs> you know that, that when people are like oh in the old days it's like yeah, yeah. they were the fucking old they days they were the Grow old up, days grandpa. yeah like yeah. this is how we do it now yeah and that's how and that's you know now we're having this conversation we're transitioning into those guys who are like i don't understand how that works yeah how do you kids pick those up and nowadays we're, and like we're trying to rise above it. it we're trying to rise above it. we're trying to not be that guy yeah. that's gonna be like you know we drove to work yeah <laughs> we didn't teleport there. yeah yeah exactly you know? yeah and, and that's like a reality i think yeah uh, potentially like you can't hold on to things too much i think yeah because the more you hold on the more the opposite happens amen dude times they are changing bob dylan yeah times they are changing yeah i think trying to uh, do my best of that was pretty good (laughs) i wonder how much of it was the music is it time for our musical inter- interlude? We can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I pull out my guitar. I did uh, do a musical interlude in uh, I interviewed Cam Potter oh, a little oh, while yeah. ago, and well, we did. We went to some musical stuff yeah. for no reason. I think you and I were born in a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that it didn't stop recording. Okay, cool. We were born in a very interesting time because when we were born, internet really wasn't accessible. It wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. I don't remember, I think, like, when we were in junior high, like, we had our first, like, family computer with the dial, you know, the dial-up thing. Yeah, the AOL. And so, yeah. Download the breasts. And then it's like, no, where did it go? You hear dad walking down the stairs. It's taken so long to get to that one point. And here's the thing. But we were born when that was. One nipple used to fucking. What? One nipple. All I need, all I used to need is one nipple. And now I need like, like a camel with one hump back. With like a Syrian princess That's getting what fucked by a giraffe. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> metaphorically I'm just, speaking. Well, we're just gonna that part yeah, out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> don't Google Middle but Eastern like, camel princess. Whatever you do. don't Google that, <laughs> you'll find Yuri all over it. So there's this there's this interesting thing that happened where all the people that are 22 mm-hmm. or 21 right now, yeah, were born with iPads. You're born, 
Well, okay, maybe not twenty one. Yeah, Let's yeah, say yeah. like sixteen now, right? Sure, sure. Like, well, they they were at an age and where they can. Dude, I mean, like yeah. one year olds literally are are oh, yeah. they're teaching things to one, which oh, is I great. See, I, I see that shit, that, and that's great, right? Yeah. In some ways, that's great. Some ways, but what's interesting about specifically us, the thirty mm-hmm. somethings, twenty eight, right? We're like in our late twenties. Yeah, um, we are not thirty yet. Not Let yet. Be on record, we are not, not there yet. yet. But are you? Do you ever feel like when you turn twenty nine, you're like, I just should just be thirty. I now. should just be thirty. Like twenty nine is such way, a weird age. Yeah, know? I round up. I round up from 26. I was like, I'm 30. Yeah. I'll yeah, be I mean, 30 yeah. for the next four years. Right. And then I'm going to be 35 after that. Yeah, and I'm going to have a goatee and it's, yeah. and then it's done. And then it's over. And then it's over. Yeah. But I feel like I remember, cause I remember dude being nine years old and we had the piano mm-hmm. and I had like a Jufro and like braces and glasses. Yeah. What's changed? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> actually. Literally right now I look like Einstein <laughs> right now, but there's no, I remember there's the piano and the yeah. books inside the seat. Yeah. And there was fucking nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Like our, we had like a, like a, a babysitter lady that would come and she, I couldn't speak to her cause she spoke only Spanish and mm-hmm. I barely spoke Spanish at the time. Yeah. And I didn't have a phone to call people or text people. Right. No computer yet. Right. So I was playing piano and it wasn't yeah. like, and, and there are, it's there. We are the only people that, that saw at a young age, going from that mm-hmm. to this digital, and I think the minute internet became accessible to everybody was like one of the biggest revolutions in how we manage our time and our oh, psychic I, energy. I'd say it was you know the, I mean? biggest, the biggest uh, shift in uh, human history. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the I can't think biggest, of, I can't think of. Maybe fire was the, like, <laughs> was more fire And I since like the assembly I line. I can't think yeah. of anything. The I printing press you. maybe? I mean, you know. No, it's no, like, you're right, you're right. You're right, since we could print things on yeah, the paper and get information things. I mean, there's only very few things yeah. and, and and it's like what's going to be the next one it, da- when you th- you know what the next one's going to be is when you don't need to learn things it's when you can yeah. download things you into your brain download things yeah but until we get to that point i remember we we are a very rare breed of people that got to watch this shift before our eyes yeah. we were like in our early teens and we're like yeah. we're watching this happen yeah and i think we were kind of the last people of our species that just like s- kind of had n- no internet yeah and then went I from remember not having to have internet, internet. Yeah. yeah my brother doesn't remember not having internet your he's, brother he's doesn't ten, remember ten not having young. internet exactly I, I it's like it's it's awesome because we're we're like we were born after the advent of 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 antibiotics but <laughs> yeah. before the rise of yeah. the terminators you know yeah. what i mean like, <laughs> right right so right it's exactly. like we're, we're kind of in that real sweet spot it's, yeah know, it's, like, it, it's very interesting it's interesting yeah. to see like what our views are about learning yeah and what i don't know because i i mean i'm gonna only talk from the perspective of music right there's these like 16 year old kids with laptops that are these the biggest DJs in the world and right yeah. they're like musical geniuses and they're yeah, doing everything on their laptops it's yeah all, you, know? All, you know but it relative. all comes from kids utilizing like that's their piano their mm-hmm. piano is a laptop yeah or programming or like, programming like is that's their, their exactly art form. or even coding we can bring it to coding, coding right sure people are nerding out over this for hours and hours and hours because they can yeah because they fucking can they can they have a laptop and we're losing yeah. integral parts of of civilization and art and like like there's a computer that can create um, beautiful like paintings, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, almost Dali like uh, things right. in, in, in seconds. In seconds, and, and it just prints this shit out. Um, I was I was talking to 
uh, our friend Corey Braun yes. yesterday, and uh, and we were talking about. I was like, oh, what, what about this idea for like a, a, a film where in the uh, in the distant future, every thing is yeah. automatized. Everything can be done by computers except for art, except for the most human of interactions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so everyone on earth is an artist or they or they've oh, their minds have been cool. freed up of all of the yes, needless they don't need activities. To do so all they do is just blindly create constantly. That's cool. That's and, cool. And it sounds kind of like a beautiful world, you know, where it's like you can just sort of create shit and you don't have to worry about you know anything you don't have to worry about yeah eating even you maybe, just or... you wake up and you go siri make me coffee yeah yeah and or it's just made for it you already just made for you, you. don't yeah. even have to it's you don't just have to plug in it's yeah, just it's just yeah. made for you okay well don't you think that the things that we write about don't fucking steal my ideas this is interesting. by the way yeah, whoever's don't listening fucking to this <laughs> copyright I, i'm gonna fuck fuck why did i give that up it's kind of we can idea. edit this out if you want <laughs> no, no, no but the the uh that's interesting because I find that so many of the things that make art, we write about the mundaneness of life and we write about the shit we have to go through. So if you didn't have to go through any of it, what is there to write about? If you're just sitting in an empty room or you're just sitting That's in a room and you, you didn't just, need to do You just evolved my day. idea into a better idea. So humans have nothing left to do. Nothing, yeah. And their art is just bland. It's just bland yeah. recreations of... And the whole point was to fucking... To struggle. Have to brush your teeth. And, that's, and yeah. that goes back to the... We, we, it's too easy to live nowadays. Like yeah. That, it, we are sacrificing an innately uh, uh, primal thing about life, which is life yeah. is cyclical and you're born and, and you die. Those are, those are two... And taxes! It's like, you know, it's like, those are the two fundamental... Like, <laughs> uh, those are the two fundamentalities. Is that a word? Fundamentalities. Fundamentalities. I don't know. It is now. Yep, it I just coined now. it. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Uh, is that that's, that's the, words go to Urban Dictionary first? That's like the blacklist. For yeah, like the people blacklist. that want to make up new words. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> there's fundamentality. like a committee that approves the words to get to Webster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like send this to Webster. My God, send this to Webster. Send this to Webster immediately. Donald H. Webster. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's this LOL? (laughs) That is a word now. Is a word now. Yeah. So the times are changing. And and I you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be like we're dumbing down culture. I don't wanna think I don't think we're dumbing down culture. Yeah. I think that we're making it too easy to survive. And what you just hit upon there no longer do we have to worry about survival of the fittest. Yeah. And by fittest, I just mean the most creative, the most passionate, the most uh, emotional, the yeah. ones that can feel the human spirit and can uh, attach themselves to that. Yeah. You know, and and so we're just we're we're slowly phasing out the human spirit. Maybe this is why you were saying the other day that you feel like. Because I feel this way too. That's why it resonated with, with me so much right when you said it is that it's like it's hard to be fucking wowed yeah. these days. It's hard yeah. to feel impressed and blown away by things because almost everything you come across, we're like, well, like, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. And it's like, and, and, and I yeah. mean, I, I hate to get back to this point, but it's like, yeah, pornography. 
You know, human sexuality. Yeah. That's that's a, a big thing right now in in human stimulation yeah. and, and, and compatibility oh and love. No how easy topic. it is. How yeah. easy it is to just find someone to fuck. And yeah. and 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 so what we're losing is this need, this desire to have a connection. And yeah. so whereas my parents found each other and fell in love at, at 17 because they, they were just like, wow, I don't know if I'll ever find anyone like you again. Yeah. Now I can just find six different girls yeah. and be like, yeah, hey, yeah, you know. It's You're like, probably not the best I'm going to come across. Exactly. That's the new mentality. Exactly. And then yeah. I, I finally watched that Bo Burnham special where he's like, the point of love is to just find someone and love them. He has yeah. this song where he's like, yeah. he's like that, that, that good girl, bad girl, that yes. nasty girl yeah. who you could bring home to mom. He's like, she exists, but she died last week. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. It's like right. that, sh- that perfect paradigm yeah. doesn't exist and you just have to find someone this yes. is I, I was i was sitting on a train in europe and i i was writing this down i was like i always thought that why love, is it that that's when the coolest shit comes out is when you're sitting on a train in europe yeah i guess i guess it really yeah. is it's a metaphor yeah, it's a uh, metaphor. <laughs> uh no i was sitting i literally was sitting on a train i was thinking um my whole life i've, I've thought that life is uh, that love is this um thing that you learn how to do eventually by trying and failing and then I was like no love is a choice it's just yeah. a choice you wake up one day and you go yeah. I'm gonna love yeah. because it's in me or I'm gonna create yeah. because it's in me it's in everybody I agree with you I think well I think it, it comes you know there, I mean, you hear it a million times over it's like you, you only have the ability to love as much as you love yourself you know yeah. like you have if you're yeah that's, a, that's actually a brilliant thing but, but it's but it's you know what's interesting it's like you know this whole idea of like choosing a partner, choosing somebody to spend the rest of your life with. I'm even, man, I'm on the fence about so many things because right yeah, now it's I, this. I, I think I know where you're going with this and I agree. Yes. It's this whole thing about what is monogamy and how monogamy really came from a, from religion. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we are the only species that really, really practices like emotional monogamy, not only sexual monogamy, but like, cause there, there are animals, for example, that will only have one partner. Yeah. They'll just, but they won't only fuck that one partner. They'll only raise their children and they'll team up with that one partner. Right, but they'll right. fuck it's whatever the hell they want. It's a partnership. It's a partnership, it's, exactly. It's, and it's, sex yeah. is a totally other thing that's, that's biological and just a need we need to do right. to keep the species going. Right. Um, but we've made it, sacri- we've made it this, this holy thing. Yeah, I you know this is I mean this part of the conversation. Oh, I'd love to talk about yeah. fucking religion. <laughs> exactly, man. Me too, me too, man. I mean, I believe me, but it's we did that. Human beings decided that that was going to be a thing for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. So like now it's become wired into us, and now we feel genuine hate if somebody were to if the of the, the thought of our partner sleeping with someone else. Yeah. But now we've evolved to this point where there are people, many people, who practice these practices of like open well what's the word um it's not open relationships even it's called um polyamory polyamory where it's not yeah yeah, like having multiple sexual relationships but one partnership yeah so you have your your gal or your guy yeah and you're an animal you know otherwise and And, 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 it's yeah yeah. and i think that's i think that's beautiful i think the problem with love is that we try to hold on to it and love is a flowing tidal wave and sometimes it's very calm and there's nothing there and sometimes it's it's a fucking tsunami so the more we try to like just wrap our hands around it the quicker it flows out it's it's gaseous it's it's so is so is happiness 
Yes. So these are things that flow. You cannot yeah. try to, to, to bundle them up and hold on to them forever because yeah. then you become fucking miserable. It sucks that there's one word in English, there's one word for love. It's just the word love. Yeah. And that means lo- all the things have to be under that umbrella where in like Sanskrit, there's like 80 words for love. Yeah, like, and, different, like different feelings of love. Yeah, there's brotherly love, love, friend love, sexual yes, love, yes, lust yes. love, and love I, for your mother. I, I, yeah. I, I break it down when I, when, I, when I speak to like a, a lover, I go like right now, I'm in love with you. Yeah. My love for you probably will never fade, but I'm not always going to be in love with yeah. you. Yeah, but that, that, that's a problem of lexicon. We don't have enough words. Yeah. So, but you know what's interesting about that is the amount of words we have to describe certain things actually, I think, affects the dynamic of a relationship. Dude, if people can understand the difference between, absolutely. I'm sorry, look how fucking cute he looks right now. Oh, he's killing. Amigo me. is killing it right now. He's, he's such a he's cute dog. He's just like such a he's such a chill though. So, like he's perfect. He's the homie, <laughs> just always high. <laughs> you know, I'm not the guy when people say like, "Do you have a dog?" I'm not the guy that like pulls oh, out the 80 the pictures on their phone yeah. and like, "Well, let me show you." But I should take a picture. I'm not going to take He's a picture. He's a nice right little now. surprise. He's perfect. Anyway, uh, um, yeah. So well, yeah, there, there was a there was a. I, I was talking to this girl, and she was like, "I feel like all the problems in the world are the same problem. It just everybody is saying it differently, and so people get pissed about saying the same thing in different ways." Yes, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It like, like semantic, yeah. like words. I've noticed over the years how much words fail me. Yeah. And how important they are to get ideas translated and communicated well and hard ideas. Yeah. You just need great communicators. Otherwise, shit doesn't get done. And ideas don't cement in people's minds unless you say it correctly. Right. You look at a fucking Neanderthal and there's a there's a, a, a huge rock formation and they need to get over it and they go oh, 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 and they point over it and then the guy goes oh, oh, oh. yeah and now we'd be like okay well how do we want to do this exactly. do we want to pull the rocks yeah. out from the bottom or do we want to <laughs> climb over the thing does anybody have any dynamite you know yeah. it's like yeah it's like yeah man it, no it all, it all you're comes, right it all comes down to the same thing isn't it interesting though how we want everything to be so simple yet we want everything to be so new you know what I mean? Things like, need to inspire us. In yeah. order for them to inspire us, they need to be new. Yeah. They need to be surprising. Like, yeah. like you know, Rothko's, uh, you know, the, the, the red square painting, it's a right. fucking red square on canvas. But he was the first motherfucker to do yes, that. Yes, exactly. He was the first one to yeah. inspire that emotion. Yeah, the idea some, of just a color. Yeah, just a yeah. color. And, yeah. and having the color meld with your emotional yeah. state. Yeah. And, dude, I, I used to get off on a tit. That, yeah. That's all it used to take was a tip. Dude, for me, it was just stomachs. Yeah. I remember this yeah. evolution. I remember, yeah. and this is going to sound really creepy, but when I was like in the jungle gym as a kid, yeah. I, would, I remember the first time I started to feel things for girls, yeah. I was like, I just want to touch her stomach. Yeah. And the idea of like what was higher than that, the boob part. <laughs> Didn't even exist. I, and I was like grossed out by it. I was yeah. grossed out. And then yeah. I remember like touching <laughs> stomachs. And it was just like, I, I touched, stomachs. there was a girl, I just remember like wanting to play doctor with this girl, Maria, Yeah, yeah. when I was a kid, so that I could touch her stomach. Yeah. And it was so fucking, I felt disgusting. I felt yeah, like, because it's ingrained like in you. Like a pervert. Yeah. You know what don't, I mean? Don't, don't That's all I that. wanted. Don't do and that. I remember like, like she'd come over yeah. and like. She would lift her shirt, but the, and the minute it got anywhere near her boob, I was, stop, 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 stop. I don't want to go that far. Right. I just right. want to touch your stomach or see your stomach. <laughs> and then it evolved to like when I saw there was that album by Bloodhound Gang. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. The yeah. album cover had boobs on it. Uh-huh. 
and this kid named Justin, <laughs> we were underage. We couldn't buy the CD because yeah. it was like NC-17 or whatever. Yeah. So we like stole it. And it was the, the only thing I ever stole. And I like went yeah. to the Best Buy and I like grabbed it. And I remember thinking like, I'm into boobs now. <laughs> that was the moment like where I'm a boob guy. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, but like below the belt, fuck it. Yeah. I don't want, not, <laughs> yeah, not for another yeah. five years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, you're right. Now we need like, people need to be choked. Yeah, yeah. People need some crazy ass people shit to get off. People need some crazy shit now. And like, yeah. we, we, we make fun of like Amish people yeah. because all they need is an ankle, you know? To, right. Like there's, there's, there's some, there's beauty in that. so beautiful in that. And that simplicity. They can it's love like, somebody. They can just go like. You're going to be the one I love. Yeah. And they can hold someone's hand and have a rush of endorphins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that they, just doesn't. Yeah. Just chasing that high, man. Yeah, so you're chasing and you're it. never going to be satiated. Yeah, never going to be satiated. That's the thing with drugs is like you need more and more and more and more to feel with the any same any way. kind of satisfaction. So actually, speaking about that, you what is what would you say is like? I know you know obviously you're on a wonderful show, mm-hmm. and but you've been doing it for five seasons. Yeah, and I'm positive, I'm positive that that can get routine, mm-hmm. just like any other person going to a job, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure people shame you all the time, like, yeah. like, come on, you're on a major NBC <laughs> television show, like... And those people are right. And those people are right, absolutely, yeah. but so, I mean, but if you're a doctor, you, you're a fucking doctor, and if you, yeah, if you yeah. live in America, that's a thing that you can be like, well, you live in America, yeah. you know? So what, so what is, like, your passion project right now, that you're like, this is the thing that I'm <laughs> stoked about doing? Well, I... Just to hit on that really quickly, I yeah. think I think I think every human being innately has this need for change, and uh, not many people act on it. I think you know artists act on it. Like we need yeah. new projects, and we need yeah. to do new. We need to destroy, you know, kill our darlings or, or yeah. kill our babies or whatever. About this other day. I you know, whatever this. it's called. It's like this, yeah. whatever your impulse is, choose a different one. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a beautiful. I think it's a beautiful way of living, and I think. A lot of people keep telling me that I'm a destructive person because I'll have a good thing in front of me and I'll be like, okay, well, now I'm ready for the next thing. And they're like, but this, this is an amazing thing. Yeah. Why do you want to get rid of this amazing thing? And I'm like, well, because I feel like I've garnered everything that I can yeah. from it. Now it's time to move on to the next thing. There's this thing I saw. Oh, my God. I just read about it. It's this culture or it was this famous thing where people would just make stuff just to break it. Yeah. Is that yeah. what we, were we talking no, about? No, it's, it's like a Zen principle, I think. Yes, it's a Zen principle. Uh, they, they, they would build these elaborate yes. uh, constructions and then just they would burn them. And then they would destroy them. them. Just to yes, destroy them. Exactly. And, and, and it, that, I, I think there's something so gorgeous in that because a part of me, literally 50% of yeah. me, wants recognition, wants. Uh, wants fame, wants people to scream my name from the mountaintops, wants yeah. books to be written about yeah. me. And then literally the other 50% is like, what is the point of that? Yeah. What is the fucking yeah. point of that? When I'm look gone, at who you yeah. are. Look at where you are. Look at the universe. You're, You're so, a minuscule piece. Yeah. So just yeah. do good. Yeah. Just create yeah. goodness, you know? You know what? As artists, you know, p- two of us being artists. Uh, I kind of hate that word. What I know, don't, I, don't it's, so it's so pretentious. It's so pretentious. Artists. We are an artist. We are artists. In in any in any kind of media that you're an artist, you know. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like you get? I, I know I've asked myself this a million times. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not building something. I'm not forwarding medicine. I'm not for, forwarding science. Yeah. 
what am I contributing here? You yeah. know, and I think that it's a very dangerous way to think mm-hmm. because I think, or I've come to the conclusion that I think music and films and fantasy mm-hmm. are as much a necessity as medicine. Sometimes they're more potent than medicine. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. And your job is to be other people in front of a camera. Yeah. And your training was to be a clown yeah. and to, to fucking like, do these like you know these acting games where you're yeah, you're a gorilla you're for 30 seconds yeah. Sure, yeah and people look at that and go what what are you doing you yeah, know well, like, what's the point of that but but, yeah. but my but my uh, counterpoint is yeah. that's the only reason we're still alive people yeah. advance science people advance medicine yeah. to live longer okay now we live longer what's the point exactly. of living longer exactly. to create to feel to emote, to 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 promote, to yeah. to like to just make the world a better place where Dude, people can just be themselves. Jim Carrey, I list, I listened to something yesterday that Jim Carrey said, and he was just talking about how when he was a kid he would like dance, and he and he would just do all these characters in front of his mom who was suffering from all these ailments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I at the end, of, yeah, yeah. And then he just said, and it was such a spiritual principle, just to end suffering. That's what he was trying to do as an eight-year-old in front of his mom. That just just gave me chills, yeah. (laughs) To end suffering. And that's kind of it. That's the whole thing. And if that's all we're all trying to do, anything that gets successful, all we consume is stuff to end our suffering in some way. Food, you know, like products. We have some amount of suffering that we want to get rid of. And it's a painful existence. I mean, the first thing we feel when we're born is is hunger, right? Which is pain. It's a a painful thing. It's not a happy thing. It's a void. It's a void. And we're trying to fill that void. And I I think the ending the suffering thing, that's why I get so frustrated when I have conversations with people that are like, why do you feel like you need to feel pain to create? It's like, because feeling pain is the most innately human thing that there is because we can understand where it's coming from, how to heal it. Yeah. And empathy, I think empathy is step one to ending any kind of suffering. Yeah. You need to empathize. You need to know what someone, or or at least come to somebody's level and go, I understand you. I get it. Yeah. Or or I'm I'm listening at the very least, you know? We're all just trying to extend, extend the human race. But why? With time. But you're right. You're right. And, but not quality. But not the quality, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and uh, I remember season one of Chicago Fire, I had a talk with Eamon Walker, who plays Chief Bowden, who, yeah. who I think is... I, who has, I, by the way, blinked seven times in his life. He, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's kind of the perfect... Yeah. He's not the perfect... He would never say he's the perfect man, but he's gone through so much, and, and, and he's contributed so much. He's... He's You're talking about him, not his character. Yeah, his, his him, him as him a as human a, being. A, yeah. I, I think he would admit that he has failed his way to success. Like he has really given life everything he's got, and now he's sort of this beautiful source of inspiration. Yeah, and um, and he brings that to the character, and I he mean, does. You, and he, he's such a serious man. Yeah. And, and usually, I'll look at actors and go, "Why are you so? F- Don't give me this method acting bullshit." Yeah. Don't. But you know what? If that's his thing, I'll buy it because he's he t- he brings that intensity to his entire life. Came from somewhere. He walks the walk. He yeah. talks the talk. Yeah. Anyway, he goes. Yeah. He asks me. Uh, he he goes. What is an a- who is an actor? And I go and I go. Um, 
Well, I think an actor is a magician. I think an actor uh, pulls a veil over the audience's face. You said that, or this is what I said. This is season one. This This is I was twenty four. Yeah, and I go, an actor pulls a veil over the audience's face, and he pulls the rabbit out of the hat. It's it's a game, and it's a it's a beautiful distraction. Yeah, and he goes, no, (laughs) no, that's not what an actor is. He goes, mate, an actor is a shaman. An actor is the one that's standing over the fire, telling the tales, the one that brings the community together, the one that inspires creativity, that inspires Ooh. joy, that inspires... And I was, and I was like, okay, um, <laughs> sure, uh, an actor's a shaman, yeah. How much and, longer do I have to be in this bathroom with him? <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was in the women's bathroom, strangely enough. No, uh, but... And now, the more and more I think about that conversation, the more and more I'm like, wow, that's exactly what an actor is. Don't you is. love when people tell you things that don't hit you, and then they yeah. hit you like two years later? Yeah, it's like a slow, it's like a bullet underwater. Yeah, yeah, and, and it just, it just like slowly, slowly, And it just stays in your head, and you know exactly the yeah. moment it was told to you. Yeah, it's like the light from the sun. Ugh, and you, and like, it, but it did hit you right away, you just don't know why. It, it didn't, didn't, I didn't, yet. I didn't allow it to permeate because because to me it was too much beauty it was too much to accept at that time and now i look back on it and i go that's great man you're absolutely right man like that's and not and i would extend that to all artists like oh yeah like uh, like acting is specifically is the second profession ever you know right that was ever created after prostitution right you know? yeah. it's like, so it's like why was that nice why did we do that yeah. why did we why what what innate in us is telling us to to perform yeah and and i think i think you nailed it or jim carrey nailed it yeah you know yeah. to end suffering to end suffering and but we need to suffer yeah you know we need suffering because then the then the well, artist yeah. is extinct if there's no suffering that is the idea i think we need to extrapolate is the idea that that's what Wally's about? You yeah. know, it's like there's yeah. no suffering, so what is there? So what is there? Right, exactly. The creativity, the there's the, right. that that part of your brain starts to fall apart. Man, I really wish I didn't fall asleep into that movie. Well, the beautiful I, thing is, man, most, yeah, you, just, you can just download you can just it on iTunes <laughs> as soon as you want, like that, like the snap of yeah. a finger. <laughs> well, so uh, okay, so what do you make? Uh, you because you were telling me about a, a play. Yes, write, yes, yeah, right? yeah. So I was traveling through Europe yeah. and I wrote this play and I, I don't want to talk too much about it because no, it's not yeah. finished yet. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the more you talk about things, the less they're, they're going to happen. I'm just, well, I'm actually even more interested in why, because clearly you feel the need to write this. It's not like uh, I just right. kind of want to write a play because right, you're right. so busy. Well, yeah, yeah, I think you need to consistently surprise yourself with yeah, the things that you're willing to do. And, yeah. and I've always been like, oh, I'm going to write them I and I have all these ideas and I have like a you fucking something you uh, say. notes all on my phone that yeah. all of these things and, and the, you know yeah. the majority of them I hope will happen but they probably won't uh, but I just I just started writing and and it's I have the I, I love um things that happen in a claustrophobic environment like people yeah. that are like uh there's this play called no exit where it's yeah. people are in limbo and they're How subtle they're, yeah and they're <laughs> they're in a room and they can't yeah. leave the room yeah and it's just the writing has to be really good for that oh, shit yeah. to happen. What's that movie with, um, it's like four superstars with the guy with, uh, oh my God. Phone guy. booth? No, no, no. <laughs> the guy, okay, I'm, I, I'm John C. Riley. Uh-huh. 
Um, oh, oh, Carnage. Accent. Carnage, yes. God, it's from a play called God of Carnage. Yes, yes, Yeah, it's exactly. about the parents talking about one about the, the one kids kid fighting. fighting yeah, the other and kids. it's just brilliant because it's brilliant. the whole thing is in one enclosed and they keep yeah. about to leave and then they don't. They don't. And you feel the, the, the walls the, A building in. of tension. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and that's why I love theater because in theater, I mean, I guess you could, but the majority of theater is like, it's happening right now. There's yeah. no, there's, no one's going to come out with a placard that goes seven years later. Like, yeah. you know, you can't change the set around too much. It kind of has to be immediate. Right. Um, and even if it's not, there isn't going to be a thing that says seven years later. That'd be the cheesiest fucking thing ever. Right. So the, 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 the tension and the ideas have to sort of coalesce into okay. one evening of an hour and a half, two hours. This, yeah. this whole thing's happening in real time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically, it's, 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 uh, uh, a young man, uh, an older woman, and an older man, the older man and the older woman we assume are married, they're there to, uh, they're, they're sitting at a lunch with this younger man, and they're there to uh, sort of vet him and see if he's worthy enough to have a threesome with them. Oh, they okay. Wanna, they, they, they want to kind of explore. Cool. And, uh, and it's... It's about sexuality. It's about the things that we can accept, the things that we, the things that we haven't experienced yet, and how badly so cool. we want to experience them. And yet, the sort of the more things we do, the less we feel. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The more we experience, the less things surprise us. So, and you don't need to give this away if you don't want to. I'm just curious. So, I'm assuming that the kid or the the young man is. In the beginning, not willing, or in the beginning, like I think in the beginning he doesn't know what he's getting himself idea. into. Foreign idea, yeah, it's a yeah. foreign idea. To but him. he's a smart kid, and 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 he and the play is him working through. Yeah, this. yeah, okay. and 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 the, the woman is sort it. of she's sort it. of the the puppeteer of these two men, and she pits it. them against each other, and and she sort of watches the fireworks. The the way I like to describe it metaphorically is two vampires that are really interested in sucking the life force out of. <laughs> out of a human yeah oh wow so there's like a whole other layer to it yeah that I wasn't whole, seeing there's a whole other layer there's and a it's whole, a game it's yeah. a game of cat and mouse and yeah. it might not be original but I'm fascinated by the nothing's idea nothing's original oh, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. we're just stealing ideas yeah I'm fascinated by sexuality and what's allowed for men and what's allowed for women and what's taboo yeah and and why those norms exist and how we're constantly fighting against them yeah. And um, yeah. and I really think it's like my my ego, my super ego and my id sort of put into three different characters yeah. and how my consciousness is fighting against one right, another right, to right. you know have this That's acceptance. a whole other thing that I just absolutely love is like the whole that play. The play where the characters are, you know, your your ego, your super ego and the id and just how they interact yeah. every day. I think a lot of writers do write that. I mean, you yeah. have to write what you know, right? That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. And so it's like if you're writing a play or you're writing a piece of narrative fiction, then you kind of have to yeah. uh, experience those things for yourself. But I think uh, I just think the written word is the most beautiful. It goes back to like when I didn't have internet. I had books, and all I did was I read books, and and you not on my fucking old timer. Yeah, not, <laughs> not on my Kindle. You know, three But yeah, on, on a fucking. There used to be these things with. With, yeah, there's with something about sheets of paper yeah. that were binded together with a cover, yeah. and they were physical, 
and they had little words on them. Yeah. And, and yeah. I really enjoyed the smell of it, and I really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed the process of it. I yeah. enjoyed carrying it around and and with the cover facing out so people can go, oh, that guy's a genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me too. I like, still, like all those books there, people think. Yeah. So, some Look girl, at those encyclopedias. No, but here's the thing. I do, do you read all those dictionaries? The, those actually are language learning programs. They're audio CDs uh-huh. inbound in, in that. God, but can I suck your them, dick? Can, yes. <laughs> right now? All right, we're going to take a five-minute. No, 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 leave, no leave, leave them on. Leave, leave, leave the lights on. Leave the lights no, on. No, there's, there's um, a girl I was dating like a year ago came over, and she looked at the books, and she was like, you're just keeping a bunch of trophies. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Why yeah. don't you give those to Goodwill? Yeah. Or like, she was like, why don't you buy things on a Kindle? It's cheaper, and it's more, you can have infinite space. Yeah. And, like, well, and it hit me when yeah. she said that. I was like, oh, fuck. Are those trophies? Is that like subconsciously why I keep books in my room? And yeah. I like I, I was like mad at myself. I was like, what a pretentious asshole keeping a bunch of fucking books in his room. <laughs> but then but then but then I thought about it and it came to the same I arrived at the same thing you you just said, which is like, no, I like the smell of opening a book. I yeah. like that it only batteries for it. Yeah. And I like that it's just a thing that I can hold and I can be on this page. And it's a trophy. So what? Did you, you know sleep the- with that girl that came in? I did. Yeah. I so did. fucking victory. That's true. Success. It's true. They Maybe did, that's they did why. what you wanted to do. Maybe that's do. why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? I can't stand when I when people don't have fucking books. Yeah. When people don't when yeah. people don't read, I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say what well, I wanted to say. No, 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 say it. No, I'm not gonna say what I wanted to say. It was gonna be really fucking horrible and Well, you know, I mean it's just a matter of I think uh, it comes down to curiosity, right? If you're just curious about a bunch of stuff, yeah, the best way to just feed that is with a book or with a Kindle or whatever. Yeah. What I love about the book, uh, this I, actually, you made a great point, is that when you can look at it and you look at the title, you're like, sometimes it reminds me of shit. Yes. You know, like, uh, like I was gonna send that strongly worded letter, but then I looked to my left and I saw uh, the power of persuasion sitting there. Yeah. And it reminded me of what I read in it, and I didn't send that strongly worded letter and I'm glad yeah, I didn't the only thing you know I don't I mean? like is literal trophies I think yeah. that's stupid as fuck <laughs> but maybe that's because I wasn't good at sports <laughs> maybe I'm just insecure about my <laughs> do you remember when you were like a kid and you went to like your friend's house and they would have like 600 trophies and you would immediately think you won yeah like I would be so jealous yeah and it would make me go- yeah I also I had like one participation trophy sure, that everybody sure. got and I had like a swimming trophy that like pretty sure wasn't even real. I don't even think it had my name on it. I think it was the team got a trophy. Yeah. And it was like the the WJCC swimming team or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I remember how much I wanted to like flaunt that trophy. Yeah. Like I thought that that was like the only way that I could compete with people is just to like where what are your trophies? Uh-huh. And like I kind of started looking at everything as a trophy for a minute. Yeah, and I think that's normal. I remember yeah. I, I had a room in, in my parents' house, and it was like, there were like all of my acting trophies, like from GBN yeah. and shit, and like yeah. all of my uh, like speech team yeah. trophies and stuff. And I was like, and I had gotten really high, and I was feeling super paranoid about my life choices and what yeah. I wanted, what I was studying in college, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was theater. And and I was like, I'm gonna throw all these out. And I like I took a huge bag, and really, I put them in the bag. And I and I, and my mom the next morning was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm throwing all these trophies out." And you know, normally like the like the stepford wife would be like, "Oh, honey, you can't do that." And my mom was like, "All right, throw them out." 
And I don't think she was even trying to make like that big of a statement, yeah. which was like, like she, like a person who just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Or, or no, she was no. What she wasn't doing was she wasn't like trying to teach me a lesson of like growth and and you know burning your or right, your like, right. I think right. she was just like, yeah, they really don't mean that much. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. They're kind You're of just yeah. Throw that shit away. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? That's just funny. A, just a moment to like highlight how I think integral both of our families have been. I think I take that for granted a lot about how f- accepting and how loving and how I remember my parents wanted nothing more than for me to not be an actor. But then when I went to their room late at night and was like, you guys are right. I'm going to be, I'm going to transfer to law school. Five minutes later, my dad came down and was like, Fucking we're going to figure this out. Yeah, we're gonna. They wanted nothing more than to me for for me to say that. Yeah, but they knew in their heart when I said that to them, it was what they wanted. Yeah, and so f- literally five minutes later, my dad came and he had the like the hand on the shoulder thing, which was, "Don't worry, we'll figure it out." I'll never forget that for yeah. the rest. They had a conversation. It lasted three minutes. They were like, "We're being shitheads. We should <laughs> let him do what he wants to do." I'll never fucking forget it for the rest of my life. How much do you think? You, the way you are and the way your family is, has to do with being from a different country. Because I think, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just, I just, there's something, and and I'm not trying to single people out or single a culture out, but I have noticed, both of us being immigrants, that there is just something about when you are not born in this country, People that are not born from this country know people that are not born from this country, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a kindred, smell there's a kindred, right away. kindred feeling. And it's not because you were born from another country. It's not, it's not that I go, oh, I can tell by the way you look physically that you were born from another country. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's, there's a spirit about people. And maybe it's the fact that America is so progressive and so let's burn our old baggage and our old ways. right? Yeah, so, yeah. Which is something great. That's yeah. something great about America. It's so forward thinking. Or just thinking. lock it up in the in the attic. Yeah, it's still there. right. It's still there. Still above you, right? Always. A- amen to that shit. Yeah, actually, yeah. No one talks about. But there's it. something about the roots of countries that are older than America. I always wondered about that because there was something I always felt a kinship with you about is that yeah. you were one of my only friends growing up that was also not from here. And 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 George and, and yes, Adlil exactly. And, which and is Sana. why we had our little click, our yeah. little like melting pot. You yeah, know? yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, I think it has something to do with being rejected. With, yeah, with you know, immigrants are technically the minority. The minority. We're, we're, we yeah. are rejected from our old country, and then yeah. we come here, and we're sort of rejected here because Americans love making you feel like you don't fit in. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everybody does, but I, I noticed that in America specifically. And, yeah. And you walk through your front door of your house, if yeah. you're lucky enough to have a house, and you have one thing going on, and yeah. then you walk through that door and you have a whole different thing going on. So you have this schism inside of you yeah. that's constantly, constantly battling, and it causes suffering. Yeah. And so that suffering integrates into your soul, and yeah. it it tells you how to feel about certain, it, it, it allows you to empathize with the human condition. Right. Which is, right. everybody has a battle raging on inside of you. Yeah. And so, uh, my, my... I mean, it's in everything. It's in like, yeah, the personalities. You, you know, something that I always thought was kind of like a, sort of like a funny Freakonomics thing, Yeah, is that people, okay, like in Israel, right? In kindergarten, through... Up to up till you go to the army, you know, in Israel, everybody goes to the army at eighteen. Yeah. You have the same classmates for all those years. Mm. So from kindergarten, literally, 
you and your class move to, and to new teachers. New teachers rotate. So your science class, your math class, your history class, mm-hmm. same students. And then you all graduate together, and in second grade, same fucking kids. And you all go into the army together? No, that, that once you hit the army, then you, you know, then it's kind of like you go to different battalions or whatever. Oh, and why? You, they almost figured it out. I know, that right? Brilliant. But this was, well, no, but there's this camaraderie. So, but yeah, this is my yeah. point, actually, yeah, yeah. is that it actually is kind of like that because when you spend all those years with the same people, yeah. you look at them as family. Yeah. Right? You yeah. literally, there's no nice there's no like the way you talk to your mom you're not going to hold you're not going to pull any punches with your mom you're not going to you're going to be real with your mom you're going to be real with your dad if you're lucky enough to have that kind of relationship with them with with your peers in israel and in other countries you have this sort of like camaraderie this this like i got your back kind of love sure that there's just this trust that you see in the way so the way israelis interact with everybody you almost feel like everybody's your family because you learned how to communicate. That's the only way you know how to communicate as an Israeli. Yeah. Is you you learn how to, if you if somebody like says something kind of dick, you're like, fuck you. And it's not and, and when someone says fuck you to you, you're not hit like you were hit by a train. Mm-hmm. You just brush it off because that's what brothers say to each other. Right. Yo, fuck you, man. Come on, you know? Yeah. And like in America, uh-huh. where Everybody is a new friend every day. Yeah. You meet so many new people. You're always at that first time relationship with people. So we grow yeah. up. And the personalities of Americans is so like polite and politically correct and, 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 and quiet and gentle, which mm-hmm. is beautiful, yeah. But also you can't get into it. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. get into it. And that's why I yeah. love when I go to Israel, how I can just, the way I see even like, um, merchants on the street, the way they bargain, they use their hands and they swear at each other and t- total strangers. Yeah. But it's because there's this trust where it's like, I don't hate you and you don't hate me. And I think it comes from being with the same people for your whole life. That's just how you learned how to communicate and you're yeah. not always reintroducing yourself to people. Yeah. There's less of that um, enemy until proven friendly dynamic. I think that's, I, I think that's really beautiful. Uh-huh. I, the thing I worry about, like, if I were to just let myself not have a filter is, like, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, you know, or <clears throat> sometimes I don't trust myself not to hate, as silly as that sounds. Like, okay. Sometimes. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, maybe not hate. Like, to, I don't, I think I'm a very judgmental person about myself. Okay. And so because I'm judgmental about myself, people. I project it on other people and I go, well, I hold myself to this standard. I should hold other people to this standard. Yeah. And then people are going, well, you're judging me. That's not fair. And then I go, well, fuck you. And then I cut them out of my life. Derek, my roommate, made a great point about this. He yeah. said he was like, which you know very well. Yeah. Um, uh, there, was, there was a point where we got into, we were fought a lot like last year or whatever. And there was a way that I wanted him to behave because I behaved that way. Yeah. And he told me. He's like, dude, just because you're that way, you can't expect other people to meet you there, mm-hmm. you know? And it like hit me like a truck. I was like, dude, you're right. Yeah. Like, I can't, you know, like, this is how I learned to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I should expect you to do the dishes that way. Right. And it was like a big thing for me, you know, and something that I had to work on a lot because sure. I really was that way. I really like, um, is that what you're saying though? Or are you saying like you yeah. have these, the... Well, I, I think it's more like, like I, at least I like to think that I work hard. So when I see people 
judging me by saying, how can you say that uh, you're ready to, you know, for a new project or something? Right, I right, go, right. well, what are you doing to I see what you're give saying. me that? I ju- see what you're like, I, I can, you can sense people that are serious. Another thing that Eamon once told me, I said, oh, man, I'm so sorry we're having such a deep conversation. And he goes, why else would you waste your breath? Yeah. Why else would you talk yeah. if not to have a serious conversation? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, Sounds like something he would say. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, was, it, it, just, it hit me, and I couldn't accept it at that moment. But it was yeah. like, it's like when people are like, uh, I'm not going to name names, but someone recently was in my car and changed my music without asking me because they were like, oh, I can't listen to sad shit anymore. It's killing the mood. Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to a party, like, let's... Let's pump up. Yeah, let's, let's pump it turned. up. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Like, you need to rev up your engine yeah. to be happy? <laughs> right. Like, in a social situation? Like, right. take a breath, relax. This yeah. is my car. I'm giving you a ride. We're going to listen to the music that I want to listen to. Yeah. Unless you can ask kindly. Yeah. And come up with okay. a... You know? So it's like, I don't know. I, I, I hold people to a standard because I hold myself to a standard. Okay. Uh, and so I, I am afraid to speak my mind sometimes because I'm afraid that something's going to slip out to the wrong person that I'm trying to impress and they're going to go, woof, that guy's a little too serious about shit. I think that's so fascinating and I'd love to explore it for a second because I think so much of that has to do with living in the United States for so long. Sure. I don't know, I'm curious about this. Like if you and I were sitting in a car and I changed the music, I wonder if that would be different. I'm not saying you wouldn't be pissed about it. No, but you, but what you, what you would do, Mike, is you would go, "Hey, man, do you mind if I change the music?" This you is wouldn't go, "This isn't out. bumming me out." Right. You know, right. Like, you wouldn't do that. Like I would never do that. I. It's but, just some weird thing. But, but no, no, and you're right. I I would do that. But what, so what I'm saying is, like, let's say I was in your car and I changed the music without asking you. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would feel less degree pissed. Yeah. Than from a total acquaintance. Totally. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, maybe with me, you would be moderately upset that I changed your music without asking. With your brother, it probably wouldn't even phase you at all. Sure. And with an acquaintance, maybe you've developed that American space bubble that we all develop from living here. And I think that if we recognize that as something true, then we have the power to start genuinely changing our limbic response to acquaintances and strangers and starting to see people as something closer to like a brother yeah. and maybe we can suppress that primal you know like you're in my territory kind of thing I don't know I don't know I'm like thinking out loud here but this is like something that I think expands ultimately to something way more important which is combating our very natural urge for prejudice Yeah, you know what I mean like I heard this someone put this so I think I heard it on like Pete Holmes's podcast Mm -hmm once uh he was saying how and i think he heard this from someone else but like looking at everybody this is going to get spiritual for a second Mm -hmm. but like looking at everybody like a tree right Mm -hmm. when you look at a tree you see like it's branches are bent a certain way Mm -hmm. and it could be bent or broken but you don't hate the tree in any way right when you just look at a tree you're like that's just how the tree grew Mm -hmm. that's because of the sunlight and where it was and the amount of water that it got and the ground it grew on it grew this way and you don't judge it but it could be a really fucking bent broken tree and he was saying like to look at people as trees and you look at someone like Hitler or someone like this guy that just shot up the school and rather than hate them go that's the way what are the circumstances what are the circumstances that brought them to do this mm-hmm. and obviously if, I, if we're going to keep with the tree metaphor mm-hmm. 
if a, if, if a broken tree were fucking with your trees mm-hmm. and it was like causing all your trees to die, you don't hate the tree, but you need to deal with it. You need to cut it down. So in the same way, I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, I can't, I'm, I'm not successful at this, but I'm trying to look at people oh, okay. that way and go, I don't hate you. I need to deal with you. Mm-hmm. You suck. Mm-hmm. You're fucking up my shit. So yeah. I'm going to deal with you, but I don't hate you. There's like a difference. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? I think that's a really important distinction. But what you said about Israel and Russia and like, why are those different? There's yeah. a very specific reason why they're different than America. Okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know what that reason is? Yeah. Hit I me. think we all know what the reason is. They have gone through wars. Yeah. It's very difficult to live in Israel right now. People die. People get yeah. shot. People get blown up. Yeah. In Russia, Which Stalingrad, an entire yeah. generation of people was wiped yeah. off the planet. Yeah. The last thing that we, we go through gun violence. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not a laughing matter. We went through 9 11. Yeah. There hasn't been a great war where threatening our people were threatening country. our yeah. way of life, threatening <laughs> all of these things. We we go and watch fucking movies about it, yeah. Uh, but we don't live it. You know, there's no Bill Pullman saying the aliens are attacking and we've got a fucking. Sometimes I think that's day. the only way. Sometimes I think the only way we're going to hit world peace is when something threatens the entire planet yeah. and everybody needs to work together. That's to fight what World it off. War Two is and about. I that's, pray for aliens. Sometimes that's, that's why the Great Depression pretty much ended was people banded together yeah. to create arms to fight the axis yeah. of evil. Yeah. and it's like and. Yeah, we need a common threat, I think, to band together as a human race. Yeah, yeah. we need the aliens to attack. Yeah. But, y- y- like, those people understand that life is precious, whereas in this country, yeah. I don't think we understand that life is precious. Hey, man, man. Hey, fucking men, man. <laughs> uh, where, I, I need to keep a clock. I haven't been keeping a clock. Yeah, I think we've been talking for, like, two hours. For, like, two hours? I'm starving. Do you want to get something to eat? I think we should get some food. I'm, I feel like... We should do this again sometime mm-hmm. in like a year. Yeah. Because yeah. every year we'll, we'll. I love talking to you and yeah. you've left me wanting more. I'm sure you left I, anyone I want, listening I want wanting more. more. I want more, man. I want more. Dude, that's all I want. I just want Thank more. you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, Is absolutely. there anything can it, to plug? Um, nah, I would uh, love. Uh, I mean, remember, I'm going to say remember, something remember, before this. But remember I, the fourth. Remember the fourth Indiana Jones, the cri- the kingdom of the crystal skull. That you're going to really, plug the fourth really Indiana Jones. I'm not plugging it. This is just a metaphor. At the very end of the film, yeah. the, the German female Nazi, she gets the crystal skull, she picks it up, and she sees all of the aliens in front of her, and, and she goes, she, I think she asks for like the meaning of life, and her brain explodes. <laughs> <laughs> no one is meant to know everything. <laughs> her head just pops like a balloon. That's amazing. <laughs> and with that, I will leave you with the question. Mm-hmm. How many people have you slept with? <laughs> I'll just cut it off there. Two. Two. You're the man, dude. Dude. Thank you. Awesome. I love you. This is awesome. I love you. Say you love me. I love you! Alright, guys. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, Yuri and I frequently cover a lot of real estate when we talk, so I apologize if the conversation seemed a bit disjointed at times, but um, I always have so much fun with him. There's really, there's nobody quite like Yuri. So uh, anyways, occasionally on this podcast, I'm going to have an afterthought post-conversation if there's something that I feel needs to be said or reconciled. Uh, In this case, I just want to give you a heads up regarding the conversation starter for the next podcast. 
Uh, I'll leave details out for now, but I have a really special guest for the next podcast. She's someone who I've been ping-ponging with for months to get her on, uh, just due to conflicting schedules and her quite literally traveling around the world. The content we're going to talk about is her Oscar-nominated short documentary called Body Team 12. That's Body Team 12. Uh, I'm telling you about this now because, unfortunately, the only way to see it is on HBO. So you have a solid few weeks to find a way to watch it, whether that means borrowing a friend's HBO Go password or maybe doing one of those free trial things. Uh, It's really short. I think it's only like 12 or 13 minutes long, but it's remarkable, and it is the touchstone for the next podcast. So do yourself a favor and check it out. Jesus, what is this? Okay, sorry. Um, Do yourself a favor and check it out. All right, guys, that's all for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you back here soon.